Hello, and welcome to the Boost Over Ball podcast. Hello. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, good. How are you? Doing great. How'd the stream go? Uh, the beginning was rough. It ended good, though. <laughs> it ended that, good. That's good. <laughs> How are you doing today? Doing great. Get to get to talk with you. I'm really excited. Me too. Yeah. But hello. I'm just not. I'm, <laughs> I realize I didn't say anything yet. I'm all sitting here lurking. Hi. I'm the other uh, host, co-host. I don't even know what we're called. We're so good at podcasts, or I am. Anyway. <laughs> it's okay. Hello. I'm terrible at them as well. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. But um, so. You were playing, I, I was watching for a little while on the stream, and I saw you were playing with Knight for a little bit. Or just, like, I guess you queued into Knight. Uh, K-N-I-G-H-T, yeah. Yeah. He, mm -hmm. uh, so I'm a college coach, and he's on one of the teams that my team plays against. Oh, okay. Also. Who do you guys coach? Or um, who do you coach? Uh, Lawrence Tech in, it's in Michigan. Okay, Lawrence Tech. We've played against uh, Oakland University and Jay Wismont a few times, too. Did you guys play in um, the Level Next title at all, the um, tournament? Yeah, tried to. Did not do very well, but yeah. Didn't do well? Okay. So that is my... That's pretty much my college experience in Rocket League is only through them. Okay. And I remember Jay Wiz's team being in there and, um, and the other team you mentioned, but I didn't remember you guys. Yeah, no, we went out, like, super, super early. Like, basically as early as you could go out. <laughs> I mean, there were so many teams, though. Yeah, true. Like, you know, if you're not dumping money and resources into Rocket League, it's hard to compete with some of the schools right now. I mean, they yeah. literally just poach pro players. It's weird. Oh, I'd, oh, yeah, I know. Northwood and... Northwood. <laughs> yeah, Northwood, um... Fisher College, I think, is one now. Yep. Their their team is like all pros. It's like Kinsey, Lion Blaze, and somebody else. It's just like okay, <laughs> stack pros on your team, I guess. That I'm just surprised that the um, I'll just allow that stuff. Yeah, I don't. It, it's like Knox's Hawks. Like it's crazy. Like I, I don't. It's it's crazy that they. I don't want to say are allowed to do that, but it's crazy that the rules have allowed them to do that. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I mean, it's... Yeah. Rules in Rocket League are not, not exactly. looking too good right now. <laughs> <laughs> no yeah, kidding. rules are meant to be broken, so it's looking like. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, but I figure we can, we can start this by, if you wanted to do, like, a quick intro to kind of explain for people who don't know who you are, who you are... Mm -hmm. And then I got some questions for you. All right. Sounds good. Um, I'm ready whenever you guys are. I don't know if there's like a official start or anything like that. Oh, no. Just just go ahead whenever. I, I, I have just am recording, so I'll be able to like edit, oh, okay. edit stuff out. All right. Hi, everybody. Um, my name's Karma, also known as um, Jamie. And I've been semi-pro slash professional Rocket League player for the past six years five years since 
a little bit after the game came out. Um, and I, you know, I've made my team at one point was considered top, top four, top five. Um, we made RLCS in season seven back in the league play format. We came up through RLRS and then, um, you know, I've been streaming recently a bunch on Twitch because I took a break from Rocket League after I got kicked from my team in 2020. Um, I kind of stopped playing the game as much as I do uh, out of frustration with ongoings behind the scenes, my professional career and stuff. But at the turn of the new year, I have come back to Rocket League and um, expressed wanting to play a lot more hours. I've been streaming a lot more and I've been trying to teach everybody how to get better because I stink right now compared to how I was and I need to learn how to get better again. And my whole idea is to really try and teach while I'm learning myself. That's awesome. I mean, it it's a general term, right? And like it all Rocket League players are the same, right? What rather whether you're like champ one or SSL, everybody thinks that they're garbage at the game, but like <laughs> Exactly. Your garbage is a lot different than our garbage, so <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean... also really enjoy oh sorry. Uh no, continue. I'm really enjoying that. It happens even at the top level. It's like, you know what? I hate this game. I'm never playing it again. And the next thing you know, you're <laughs> playing it again. <laughs> yeah, I um, am a perfectionist and it's very bad. So with Rocket League, with this, the way that the game works, it's just you're never going to be satisfied if you have my attitude. So it's kind of a bad, bad and a good thing, really. <laughs> Fair. But I guess the first question I have for you is, so, I mean, I've been... A fan for for a while i was i you know kind of started watching really when you were playing for splice when you guys came through rlrs but i know from from that from watching those streams that you actually went pro in hearthstone before you went pro in rocket league yeah that's correct <laughs> so, kind of kind of fair but so i guess my question is how did you get involved in esports in general and then i'll like mm -hmm. be more specifically into rocket league okay uh it's kind of a long-winded answer so um but it's kind of amusing so i basically was an athlete growing up um a very rank like high-ranked athlete in basketball i had played a bunch of uh sports growing up as well like i was really into sports and athletics and my dad was my coach and um, I was born with a pre-existing condition that has plagued me, unfortunately, my whole life. It's chronic. Um, but while I was a kid, I was able to kind of deal with the pain. I'm not really sure how, but I just kind of like used basketball to distract myself from things I was going through. Because I grew up in a hospital for the most part. Um, you know, once I was like seven or eight or nine, I ended up being able to be home a lot and have more of a normal childhood. But prior to that, I was pretty much in a hospital uh, majority of my life. So um, once that basketball thing came, you know, I was we were really successful. We traveled around the country playing in tournaments and nationals. And um, I had toured UConn. Um, I was, you know, I don't know if I was going to go there. I was only 12 when, when we were being toured. But like, you know, it was a big deal. And I ended up getting told by my doctors freshman year um, that I wasn't allowed to play basketball anymore because they were afraid I was going to break my spine or a hip or 
something that a child shouldn't injure pretty much uh like you should never have to worry about that stuff and it was something that was a real issue for me so i um spiraled into this depression i guess for lack of a better word i, I was young i don't really know i ended up dropping up out of high school um and because i was sick as well at the time it wasn't just because i was sad but i was also sick with stuff at the time and uh when i was at high school um i would do classes like in my free time or online and one of my friends because he realized how upset he was he bought me a computer and at the time like pcs back then we're talking like 20 2009 2010 pc gaming back then is not what it was now and computers were way more expensive like it was a huge gesture right um and he bought me call of duty that's where I basically started replacing basketball with Call of Duty and that form of um, escapism and like, I don't know what the exact phrase is other than my escape. It took over to video games and that's kind of how uh, I got into video games. But you guys have to realize that in 2010, 9, 11, when I was playing, there was no esports. It was like... It was lands in like sweaty closets uh, in like Florida is what I was being invited to by these dudes who were like way older than me. I was, I was like 15 at the time and my parents were not about it, nothing. <laughs> so COD didn't really go well because I was too young and my parents didn't really understand what the heck was going on. So then I got into Hearthstone because um, it was just a game that came out that my friend and I liked. Um, so we ended up playing together. And I entered this tournament for fun called the Last Chance Qualifier, which is a qualifier for BlizzCon. Um, and I ended up running the whole tournament and they were streaming my point of view the entire time. And one thing I did on my stream was anytime you get lethal in the game, which is like you eliminate your opponent, I would put on sunglasses and like BM. And BM is basically like <laughs> yep. bad manners. Yep. It wasn't like really bad manners. I was kind of just like trolling. It was like, you know, I would play every card and then kill you. Like, it was like, I was kind of a troll, and Reddit loved it. So my stream started popping off on Reddit, um, and then it took off on Twitch, because Hearthstone at the time was this huge game. And Hearthstone, for me, really started esports, because they introduced me to tournaments and, like, live events in front of a crowd and all these things that I hadn't really experienced before, even though I heard about it. And although I didn't get to experience it, Blizzard invited me to the events and I got to be there in person, even though I wasn't participating. Um, but I ended up leaving Hearthstone because of some... I, I don't like Blizzard, to be honest. Sorry, Blizzard. I'm just not a fan of the company. That, that was before all the stuff came out, though. This was like 2014 when I left. Um, I didn't like the Blizzard's design philosophy and how they handled their games. I feel like they do a lot of pump and dump stuff i don't like so uh i ended up finding rocket league and i've kind of just been here since just figuring out my path i guess <laughs> sorry for the long-winded answer but i did warn you all no yeah i did warn you all <laughs> that's awesome and we've uh we've been fortunate enough where you know we're, we're both a little bit older as well and s compared to like most people in the scene and we've been able to get some really cool really cool uh interviews with uh like coach lbp from was of renegades now james cheese and stacks mm -hmm. and oh yeah 
every like it kind of seems like a lot of people have kind of come from the traditional sports to esports path. I think either chasing kind of the competitive mm-hmm. the competitive nature that you get from regular sports or you know the t- the the team atmosphere. Do you think yeah. that you playing conventional sports kind of like it, it it was like an appeal for you in joining esports? Not necessarily so much Hearthstone but like for Rocket League. Uh, definitely it gave me something to hone a craft in like it gave me like something to do uh, when, when i was you know i was just in this mode where i was so sad that almost my my entire dream got taken away from me from something i couldn't control so i was like there's really nothing you can do to deal with that at least for me like you can't control what happened like it literally like there was literally nothing i could have done since i've been alive that would have prevented you know the circumstance from getting there so in that sense i felt hopeless and video games gave me like a way to just kind of deal with being annoyed like i just go clap some kids and call it 2d drop <laughs> try and drop like a hundred kills or get a helicopter or something and just like mow everyone over and it was kind of therapeutic and i was just like you know i want to keep doing this and then I don't know when or how my competitive side got triggered, but somewhere in there, I just got obsessed with um, winning and like getting a high kill death ratio and like all the little stats on the call sign that, like anything that tried to show people that you were like insane at the game, I just tried to do because it was, um, you know, I'm kind of a performer at heart a little bit. Like, you know, basketball was my stage and then it got taken away and now, I kind of use video games or I try to use video games as a stage, like to show off and show the talent and stuff like that. It's kind of the same thing. Yeah, no, make makes sense. Yeah. And I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of fascinated by this transfer. Cause you know, as, as Kyle mentioned that we've talked to a few different people that have come from really competitive areas and moved into esports. and yourself, you've done the same. And I know like, I know that when I hear people talk about like elite athletes and people that really perform, it's like, well, they're predestined, you know, their family just, they're stronger, whatnot, you know, mm. but I don't think that, that, that can't be the case. If you can then transfer over to an esport. would you say it's, it's, would you say it's something more with mental and understanding how to train at something that gets you where you are being able to do both? Well, being able to transfer, I should say. Yeah, I think it's kind of, that kind of to me comes down to like a philosophical question in a way it's like the do you believe in talent or hard work um and i kind of i don't know like i think humans i guess is like a species term but like i feel like if you put time into something anybody and you really focus on what makes you better what what you know and you seek help and other people who are like-minded i feel like you can improve you know, at any task. Now, getting to the top 0.001% being the best, that's a different story. Um, but, like, I think the general improvement or, like, want to get good at video games really comes down to um, just, like, how, I guess, efficient people are with their time or how much time they have available to put into something. Did I answer your question? You did, you did. And okay. actually, I have a little bit of a follow-up question, uh, if you okay. don't mind, which is when you say efficient with your time, you're you're meaning something like when you sit down for free play and you have 20 minutes, you're going to work on a specific thing, not like 
I pumped eight hours into free play because I had eight hours, right? Right. Well, so for me, it's I I do realize that when I speak, when people are listening, I am a bit of a special case. Like the reason I'm able to or was able to pursue what I'm doing is because I had my medical condition, right? So, um, I mean, it isn't the only reason because, you know, there are lots of kids now who play um pro so it's a little bit different nowadays but i just felt like you know an, an average person a healthy average person my age is going to have a lot tougher time being able to find the time to put into the game you know not only as i do but even someone you know high ranked i would say um so i think it's like it's very difficult to that that time phrase to throw around because you do want to be efficient with the amount of time you have, but if you have a ton of time, like, there's no reason for you not to be able to say, you know, I have a lot of time available here the next, I don't know, whatever. I want to get good at this, right? And then, you know, if you efficiently, you don't want to overdo it. Like, I'm against the eight hours in free play thing uh, straight. You know, I think that breaks in between are all are really good and getting up and stretching and working out. Like, I think there are a lot of other factors to being a very good professional other than just, you know, spamming the game like a lot of people like to say in this community. <laughs> Thank you. I like that answer. That was great. Thank you. Um, so I guess back kind of in the beginning, if you kind of remember what what was it that drew you into into rocket league um i couldn't tell you so i was really frustrated with hearthstone and i was at the same point um kind of i'm sure you guys heard it in my voice like how frustrated i was with blizzard at the time and i still am frustrated with them because of that scenario um so i think sorry go ahead situation yeah the whole like blizzard stuff just the way they handle their games um i don't i don't know i feel like they're very uh, i use the phrase pump and dump which is like they create really really great games but then they don't update it properly and they kind of let it die and but they don't care because they already got a ton of money from it right so it's like they did that with hots heroes of the storm it's a game i love they did it with hearthstone another blizzard game i love diablo immortal Um, yep just a you know it ended up becoming a trend years after but with hearthstone you know when i saw it that to me that was just like the first instance um and i just didn't want to be i didn't want to be around because i didn't like the direction hearthstone was going the esport and all that stuff fair um and i ended up i think making a good decision i i would say I'd so say, as well i'd say rocket league is way way better especially well, not the community's older in Hearthstone, but they were a lot more uh, sexist. I don't like throwing that word around, but it was a lot. It was a lot more misogyny in the Hearthstone scene than there was than there is here. That's good. Good in terms of like for the Rock League community. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. That might be one of the first times I've heard a good thing about the Rock League community. <laughs> <laughs> really, so I think yeah, there are a lot of good things about the Rock League community. You guys don't think so? I mean, all the what a saves get get under my skin real fast. Oh, oh. I'm easily <laughs> tilted. It, it's bad. It's real bad. My mental game's the worst. But no, yeah. I I feel that. I'm I get tra- I mean, you saw the stream today. I was probably raging for like two hours straight on there. <laughs> it does. Happen. It's just the type of game it is. You can cause your team to lose 
easily with one mistake and play perfect the whole rest of the game. And you can also play the game the whole perfect and you'll still lose. Like, it's just... You have teammates, usually, and it's just one of those games. And it's a brutal game to be a perfectionist in because you can chase personal perfection, you know, forever and still lose Pretty games much. because it's not fully on you. Exactly. And Something I had to come once. to grips with. Yeah, once, too. But even then, it's... Kickoffs is a huge thing of ones. If you want to argue that's a big skill thing, then maybe that. <laughs> no, it, it, I mean, it takes skill, but like also at the same time. It, yeah, yeah, not. it's like it's a... I think you could argue either way, right? Yeah. Because like I think it is a skill thing, no doubt, but at the same time, there's an element of BS to it. <laughs> like, oh, it pings sure. around the cars at a level that humans can't even see and then flies off in a direction you just have to react to it yeah true so that's why you can argue either way because it's a bit i mean there's definitely skill but it, there's there there is definitely some bit of uh, randomization and luck built into it yeah and that was a big thing for me for hearthstone i hated losing rng was like my worst word i hated losing to rng and in hearthstone you do yeah. you just lose to percentages like you'll make the right play and the guy will top deck something and you just lose and it's like that that's more frustrating than rocket league believe it or not but at least for me it was at least in rocket league at least in the beginning rocket league was like okay i messed up that's why i lost it's changed now but in the beginning yeah. it used to be like that i mean i feel like like at least in rocket league as compared as compared to hearthstone like there's at least for me they're always is something like you feel like you could try to do like oh if i would have just done this better then you know maybe it, maybe we would have won but like you know definitely card luck and rng play a huge factor in hearthstone and it's like well there's nothing i could have done differently i just got beaten by the by the game yeah it feels like poker a lot of the time like Fair. you know where the the dealer just flops a king and you're just screwed it's like okay <laughs> and i didn't like that part of it that, it was too frustrating. That's fair. But kind of similarly, I guess, to that, what did your, I don't know if rise is the right word, but like your, your path to, you know, playing in the RLCS look like from when you picked up the game? Were you, did you know kind of pretty early on that you were going to try to play competitively or is it something that just kind of came along as you played more? Um... No, so my dream of playing at a LAN event for a game never seemed like it was actually a reality. Um, like, I never thought that it would actually happen. I kind of was just playing Rocket League because I enjoyed it. And at the time, I was streaming. Um, so it was great for me because I needed to stream, and I didn't want to stream Hearthstone, so I just started streaming Rocket League sometimes, which is cool. I mean, it was rough because I used to get... Um, you know, I mean, I peaked at 20,000 viewers in Hearthstone. That wasn't a normal number for me. Uh, but I used to get thousands of viewers in Hearthstone, usually. And I would switch to Rocket League and get, like, 200. So for, like, months, I had to deal with, you know, wondering if I was being completely moronic. Um, but, like, I genuinely didn't enjoy Hearthstone anymore. And I felt like, you know, the game was going in a direction that was rough, so... The switch for me, at least from that side, came pretty natural. From the competitive angle, it was really frustrating. Um, I 
didn't really i wanted to come over when rlcs was announced which was like a year after the game and i wanted to fully commit to it but when i went to go try and play um i tried out for a team called xylophone xylophone zebras that was the first team i was on it was me sub subin and ping pong pete which if you're an og in the game you'll know those names we ended up losing to rizzo's team which was take three i think in the qualifiers of the to, to make the eighth spot so it was rizzo low five and insolences we lost to them as the in the last spot for the first rlcs and that pretty much happened to me for like five years uh i pretty much made it to the spot where you have to win that match to qualify and i couldn't win and i would try and um switch teams and work my way up to team teams that were quote unquote better because we were always the team that just missed um but i never got any opportunities um i used to like stay up at night getting really upset wondering why i wasn't getting any opportunities and stuff like that so um just kept chugging kept coming along and then all of a sudden i made it to an nbc tournament um and i had played with pluto who i love you pluto but a lot of people at the time when pluto and i were playing in this tournament thought pluto was like gonna retire um he had had like um a few poor performance seasons but i thought that he could bring it back so we teamed for nbc we ended up making the finals of this land in California and we were on TV on like NBC and stuff. And then Splice reached out to me, which was a big org at the time, a tier one org yeah, for um, sure. to sign me just as a content creator. So I was pissed. I was like, really? You're only going to sign me as a content creator. You're not going to sign me as a competitor. And then once I showed them NBC and then, you know, I performed well at NBC, they were like, all right, we'll sign you to like a thousand dollars a month, pick two players and, and, you know, we'll, we'll pay them too. Um, so I ended up finding nose dude and Jay Wiz, and then that formed the famous splice roster. Um, and we did really well. And then splice ended up selling to mad lions, which was a major, major sad moment for me because splice was like my home um they were like the first org that believed in me and all my connections were basically through there and it just got all blown up so all everyone i knew all my contacts all gone um and then we started started over on charlotte phoenix and um did well not good enough i would say we constantly underperformed and then uh there were just so many things going on behind the scenes there but that was pretty much how the competitive for me started is just a ton of frustration and BS. And then um, we got some success going there uh, and then more, more frustration. Yeah. Unfortunately. I'm, I mean, I know, so I kind of, like I said, I kind of started watching Rocket League when the old format was, you know, the RLRS, RLCS. And I know that you've played in both Mm-hmm. is would you say the biggest difference in the two of those being just like the level of competition no i thought that the rlrs was um harder to play in than rlcs because the play styles are way more difficult um you get like a different version of play styles although uh, harder is the wrong word <laughs> uh i would say more difficult to play 
is the RLRS. Like, in RLCS, we would lose. Um, they would all be close, and we would know why we lost. Like, we would get outplayed. In RLRS, it's like chaos. It's almost like you have to thrive in chaos, and I know that it sounds easier than playing at the top level, but for me in particular, and I think my teammates as well, it just isn't. And um, I felt like RLRS was used as a way by the pros to bottleneck and just keep each other all pros at the time. So it was... Um, yeah, I felt like RLRS was a great thing, is a great thing, if they were to bring it back. Because the, the bubble scene right now is struggling. But there were a lot of issues with it as well. The fact that you only get... You only play seven games. Like, I don't know if you guys know that as a professional, when I made RLCS, I played seven series. After trying to get there for five years, I played seven best of fives and then got kicked. Like, yeah. like the players now that are pro play seven best of fives in a day. Like, the amount of opportunity that the pros now got compared to players when um, the league play was up, or at least players like me who got to get in there for, and have a chance and you know, not really get much help from anywhere else is, uh, it's shocking to look back on, really. Yeah, I mean, I, I know that, like, the league play was, like, you know, what, one match a week for everybody. They played the full slate. Everyone one or was, two, yeah. Yeah, depending on, depending on the week. But, I mean, it was kind of a brutal format, because it's, I don't know, like, I like watching tournaments, like, for Rocket League, as most esports have, right? You can peak for a weekend, but, like, you're not going to peak for two months once a week. It just doesn't happen. Exactly. That's, like, um, that's part of why I like this format a lot more, because it promotes consistency instead of pop-off, which is really good. Um, and I I commend Sionics for that. But the, like, I don't know. There's something about the league play where the games mattered so much. And the nerves were so high. And as a player, it sucked. <laughs> like, it was so stressful. But as a fan, and someone who was a fan when I wasn't playing, it was the best, I think. I mean, there, um, there's always something to root for, like, no matter wh yeah. where you are during the season. Like, those G2 NRG matchups, when it was their, their week to play, I mean, come on. Everyone looked forward to those. And they were last, too. So you waited the entire day. Everyone was watching the big matchup. Like, I don't know. There's something... Um, similar to the NFL about it. And I like I like the way NFL does their games. There's not a lot of them like compared to like a baseball or a hockey. I baseball. get what you're saying. Baseball drives me insane, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Hockey's bad, but not as bad, you know. Yeah, for sure. But so I mean that that kind of segues into my my next question then. Do you prefer the old format or the new format? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um <laughs> Because, I mean, I'm sure that there's pros and negatives of both, or pros and cons of yeah. both of them. Yeah, I think as a player, it's a lot more stable right now. Like, my teams were perennially 8th and ninth place. Right now, if my team was 8th and ninth place, we would be chilling. Uh, but when I was playing, it was a disaster. Um, it was a lot of, like, the bubble scene is right now. <laughs> Where yeah. there's nothing to do. Uh, you have to sit there and wait, and everyone gets paid, and not you, and... It's just like you, you, there's no clear path to get yourself forward. It's a lot of guessing. And, you know, as a chick, I, I don't like to bring up the fact that I'm a chick a lot, but, you know, it's not easy trying to 
bond and play with 16 year old kids and convince them you're better to be on the team than their 18 year old best friend that they're with all day in discord like it's just it's difficult yeah i mean i that kind of i was gonna ask also the about the kind of the changing team process i mean especially mm -hmm. after like this roster window or transfer window or whatever they're calling it now um it seemed like everything kind of happens right at the deadline everything kind of seems to happen so quick there's not a lot of i don't know if protections for players is the right word but like it just seems oh yeah zero like, so chaotic mm -hmm. do you th yeah, go ahead sorry. sorry go ahead i was gonna no. say <laughs> i was gonna say do you think that things need to be like changed do you th like what was your experience like having to change rosters so I am a very unique player in that I didn't really change rosters much. Players changed around me, but I didn't really move. Um, and I would love to have like a group of pros together at some point <laughs> that were around at the time I was around and genuinely ask them um, because I thought that I wouldn't really get any opportunities. I'm going to be honest. Like, I, I didn't I, I didn't think anyone would want to play with a girl. I, I didn't really understand why, because I thought that I was more talented than um, some of the pros that were playing right now and on teams. So I, I was kind of confused in that regard, and I thought for sure that I deserved an opportunity. Um, and I thought it was absolute crap, but at the same time, I also kind of understand. You know, like, and I don't, I didn't think of it at the time because I was so obsessed with just like becoming the best. But, like, I was a 25, 24-year-old girl trying to interact with, um, you know, 16, 17-year-olds. <laughs> it's, it's very, um, I don't know, it, it, it's not like talking to someone my age. But at the same time, you don't want to treat them like a child. Because if you treat them like a kid, you know, you're not going to get anywhere that way either. And they're not a kid, they're just... You know, I treat them like I would treat, you know, my guy friends. And I've always got along with guys since I was a, a young girl. I played on a boys baseball team. I grew up with my dad as my coach. So this idea of playing on a male team for me was not new, not scary. I don't I don't care. Um, but the interesting part was like, do they care? Does it bother them? And other than Reddles and, and Gyro, I never got a tryout for an RLCS team other than ones I made myself. You tried out with Reddles and Gyro for peeps? I did. I played DreamHack Valencia with them. You're um, right. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, we beat CJCJ's team, and then uh, we played against Itachi, Extra, and uh, Mout, I think, and we lost. And... Um, we, it was bad. It, it was just bad. It wasn't a, Reddles and Gyro were new, like new from RLRS, and they had this new play style. And I was a veteran, and I was like, "Who are these new kids trying to tell me how to play? Change my play style, you know?" Yeah. Um. So we would try and try and change the play style, and it just ended up not working. We ended up butting heads because, as much as you know, I love Slate uh, Reddles. Like he and I are both kind of um leaders i guess 
or like we like to try and do what we think is best um so we would butt heads quite a bit but at the even at the same time like you know we're still we're still good friends today it didn't affect anything but um you know i never got a tryout with another team and i asked multiple teams multiple times different different off seasons different splits um all when i had like stats to back me up and i just got a hard no every time that's wild i that part i didn't know i do remember mm -hmm. you playing in valencia because i think that that ended up being the as like part of the as monaco roster with uh extra and atachi yeah they ended up being two of the best players ever yeah <laughs> well but like pe people but at the time they were literally no one knew them it was I mean, pe weird people forget i mean like less than two years before extra won a world championship with bds he went you know oh and eight on monaco like the only yeah. team in our lcs mm -hmm. history to ever go oh and eight wow i didn't know that so like literally um, the worst team of all time to the best team of all time in less than two years it's crazy yeah i think i think extra is uh always an underrated player as well but you know he knows who to surround himself by he got with monkey man i mean monkey man <laughs> jesus i was telling so i give extra a tiny bit of credit there but at the same time not really because i was telling so mystic at the time i don't know if you guys know him he is a european player he had been kicked from his team after winning uh what was that land in las vegas oh it wasn't a dream hack wsoe yeah and um i was telling him go team with monkey man the kid's insane i played him in ones i used to play ones all the time and i would queue europe I would play against him all the time. And I told him, we would talk about it. And I said, I was like, dude, he's French. Go play with Monkey Moon. He's the next, going to be the next best player. And I think they were deciding between Extra and Mystic. And then they ended up picking Extra. I don't know about that for sure. Um, and it was Extra. It was Extra Monkey Moon. Who was their third? Um, It was Mark by Eight. It was Mark by Eight, right? Yeah. And then it was Seiko so. and now it's eek so yeah no, the, ro the roster thing though. is just it's tough it's real tough i'm not you know the like what do you do to protect players and i, well, I don't know the me, whole... uh, so that makes me wonder if uh esports might uh i wonder if uh what your thoughts are on this is if esports start taking more of a clue from like regular sports in this as well where you start seeing stuff like player associations and contracts and things like that. Do you think that yeah. that's something you'll we will see one day as esports continues so. to grow? I hope so. I, I think it's necessary. I mean, how much money were orgs given? These people, like these these people on Twitter, were talking about hundreds of millions that these orgs are being funded by investors and how things are going to backtrack this year. Right? You guys have been reading that. Yeah. Like, where is all the money for insurance for players or or insurance for employees or like any of the standard business practices that all of these orgs have been getting money for? Where is all that stuff? Because like if you had all that, you don't need a players union if you just treat people normally. But like the contracts that these orgs, even reputable ones, were handing out were disgusting. <laughs> they wanted like uh, some of the contracts that... Um, that even Rocket League orgs offered were extremely exploitive. And if I wasn't my age and I was a younger age, like, I probably would have gotten taken advantage of. Um, and it was so bad to the point where me and um, my old coach, Jimmer, 
talked about making a players union, reached out to lawyers when we were negotiating contracts because of how bad and almost manipulative it can be sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I've definitely heard that. So, I mean, it's it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. It's a weird time in the industry right now, I would say. Yeah, <clears throat> I mean, and also, like, you, you think about, like, the transfer windows and I don't know how how much you you hear about all the rumors and stuff, but like, Rise was gonna go to V one, and you know then Com mm -hmm. was gonna leave, and then Optic was gonna pick him up, and so like it's gotta like affect all those players, right? So like Com didn't get dropped because Rise didn't come over, so that's gotta mess mm -hmm. with Com's mental and their team dynamic because they were gonna drop him, you know, when a better player came available, and then you get like people like Oli who now he doesn't have a team because he you know got dropped at the last that's minute for Rise. Terrible. Like, yep. I, I feel like something's got to change because, like, as a fan of Rocket League, you're missing out because Oli's a fantastic player. Yeah, 100%. I, you know, I, it's not the player's fault. I'll say this before I say what I'm going to say. It's not the player's fault. But at the same time, if your teammate is saying that they're going to go on vacation, I don't think it's okay if he says, guys, I'm going to go on vacation and not be on my computer for, let's say, seven days. And then within those seven days, like, you're like, okay, cool, have fun. See you when you get back. And then within those seven days, while he's on vacation, you kick him and try and bring in someone else. Like, I just think that that's fundamentally wrong. You can't allow someone to just leave your team, go on break, and then just snatch a player while he's gone with no warning. So I like think that never... the players should be held accountable at least a little bit in that scenario. I think so, too. There's, there's nothing quite like getting fired on vacation. <laughs> well it's just like it, that is awful the kid's off with his girlfriend taking a break and for for like the amount of time that these Rocket League players play it, it's insane the amount of time that you're scrimming playing in a tournament like it, it's constant you don't have weekends off uh, it's a 24-7 thing almost so when you get a break it's a huge deal and then the fact that he takes a break for the first time in probably four four months, and they just drop him without warning while he's on break. I mean, that's just... I'm just surprised that no one has said anything about it. Like the Psionics or other players or... And even the Ollie, the Ollie situation is just like, you know, I cast for Oxygen. I cast him... I've been casting him every week for, you know, since the summer. And he's put in a ton of work, ton of time, and then he gets dropped with no time left to find a team. I mean, it's just... I feel like that is almost just human respect levels, and it's just not being met. I, I don't mean, know. It, it could be a boomer opinion. I am old, so... <laughs> and we're, we're right there with you. I mean, I, yeah. I don't fully understand it either, right? Because... I mean, if you're a fan of competitive Rocket League at all, you want the best teams to be able to compete all the time, right? And mm -hmm. if you're missing out on an Oli on other people, then that's just bad for competitive Rocket League because it decreases the the competitiveness. Well, also... one thing Splice did in my contract, and they were the first ones to do it because I had all of these complaints that we're talking about now. Splice gave me six months of um, pay if I get terminated without cause. And then they would have a list of causes that I could get terminated for, right? Being on vacation was not one of them. 
So if I were calm, right, and I got kicked and I was unable to find a theme, they were still on the hook for six months after. Which I think still that like calm should have that in his contracts. Players should have that in their contracts. Because this idea that you can go on vacation, get dropped with no warning by people you're supposed to be co-workers with for multiple months at a time, don't have your back at all and just at the drop of a hat just leave you hanging. I mean, the org at that time, be, like I feel, should take the responsibility since the eSport is not making the players. They should never, to, from my perspective, as somebody who, like as Kyle said, I want to see the best players and I want to see what's best for these players. I, you know, the sacrifice it takes to be a pro, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want it. I don't want the strategy because right now the strategic advantage is if you're going to drop a player who you know is good is to wait to the last minute because then you don't have to compete with them in the next, you know, the next. Uh, oh, the next is that section. what it is? Is that I don't what know. all that's about? I don't know, but like if I were in Oregon, I was trying to min-max my advantages. Dropping, dropping somebody like Ollie before he has time to get another team would be the move if you had trade set up. Yeah, I just we're talking about a child here. I <laughs> like th this I kid know, is like seven. He's under eighteen years old, and these like adults right. are talking about screwing over a child to make a profit. Like it's just, it's not a good look. And as someone, you know, who's, I'm, I'm sure that's the point you're trying to make. I'm just kind of building off of it. My bad. Oh, no, it's, no, you're absolutely right. And I completely, I completely agree. But uh, I've never seen something that grows and more money comes in take a turn for better for the, the people making that money. Because they can't oh, do it. Oh, yeah, no, players. it's not. So, you know, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're all... We're all old here. <laughs> well, because the players want to win, right? It's all about wanting to win. They yeah. thought Rise would improve their team. They've been struggling. Like, it wasn't a personal thing with Calm. The problem is, I think that in a situation like Oli, right, if he's getting paid, I think he's fine. Like, if he's getting paid by Oxygen right now, even though he doesn't have a team, I don't think you can argue that it's a bad thing, right? It's no. like he'll just wait to find another team and for now yeah he's forcibly sat out but the whole community knows that and everyone still knows that he's good so as long as he just keeps doing what he's doing he'll probably get another shot that's fair but if you just cut the pay entirely and you change his age to my age 25 years old with your own house and you get dropped out of nowhere and kicked with no warning and you have no uh assurances or like a backup in your contract what am I supposed to do? Yeah, you're, you're SOL. Like, I'm just, you know, you're just <laughs> screwed. And then what now, because of my age, even with no proof, people are like, oh, well, she can't play anymore because she's older. It's just like, you know, it's maybe you just blame the person who got into the industry to begin with. Or do you blame the industry for not progressing at all in the 10 years that it's been handed tons and tons of money? I mean, I, I kind of lean towards blaming the the eSport, right? I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, just being even, like, somewhat decent to the people who have helped made you so much money, I think, has to be, like, the first step. Well, I think that's the issue is... A lot of these orgs that we're talking about, especially in Rocket League, they're deep red. 
Yeah. So like, you know, I talk about investors having money and orgs and stuff, and that all might be true, but at the same time, you know, player salaries are extremely overinflated right now. Um, to the point where like these Rocket League teams are making, some are making more than 20K a month uh, individually. So like you'll have three players on a team making 20, 19, 18, that, like that's $60,000 a month for these orgs, not including a coach or anything like that. So these, these are like million dollar investments um, with no protections except org side. Yeah. And they are able to get away with it because it's young people right now who are the ones, you know, carrying the industry and they don't need insurance. They don't need houses because they still live at home. But like if you change all that, it's going to have to match the times eventually. True. Because esports is growing linear with age the popularity goes up the older people get you know yeah I mean, it makes sense to me so while it's like all super frustrating at the same time it's it's an industry problem and i'm just surprised that it's not tackled yet it just seems like it just seems really easy to not kick a teammate when they're on vacation like it <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it just doesn't seem complicated. I'm not trying to slander V1 or anything. I think that, like, they're not the only team to ever do it, you know? Um, yeah, I mean... We at one oh. point scrimmed with someone other than Wiz when he was on vacation. We weren't even trying them out. We were just scrimming because I wanted to keep practicing. And he found out and started texting me, like, mid-scrims. Are you guys trying someone out? Like, uh, you know, it's just, it's not good. When yeah, people cannot... are on vacation, they deserve to be relaxed. And then we we never scrimmed again after that because I felt terrible. Like Jay was thought that even that we might have been doing that, you know. Oh yeah, I can't imagine the stress that puts on you. Always have to be on guard like that. You have to yeah, have some sort of fair. security in your job, honestly. And this is, you know, at the end of the day, it is what you, it is your job, right? So, but I do wonder though, um, and kind of change the subject, kind of change the subject just a little bit and move on. Uh, I, you know, there's been a lot of news lately about bots in Rocket League, and mm -hmm, yep. I am definitely nowhere near high enough level to even see these bots in this game. But uh, have you run into one of these? Uh, I next haven't. Nexto, is that what it's called? You have not. <laughs> I have not. I am, me and Asfura are about the only ones that haven't run into the bots, I think, right now. <laughs> so I'm, I'm waiting. I thought I ran into one today during the stream, but... Turned out to be a human. He came in okay. chat afterwards. <laughs> well, you, hey, that's not proof. AI is crazy right now. <laughs> oh, really? So Maybe. if they type or something, it can still be an AI? Uh, I've seen some videos where they claim like they chat and stuff in the game um, to you. I don't oh, know if okay. it's true or not. The, from, so from what I've seen is the way you can tell is you have to basically go into the replay and see do they ever take ball cam off because the ai don't uh... um, and a few other things just like you know pixel perfect mechanics as far as like grabbing the ball and doing flicks and things like that on a consistent basis but mostly it's they never leave ball cam mm, okay but Didn't yeah know that. they can type is is what i've heard <laughs> i don't know if it's true or not i've run into any but I, I work like my, you know, I do this podcast for fun, but I'm in tech. So I am insanely fascinated by the jump of 
AI. Uh, oh, it's going insane. It's well, can I turn into the podcaster for a second and ask you if it has anything sure. to do with the chat AI bot becoming public source? Is that why AI is like... Uh, I feel like I, AI, even outside of Rocket League, is everywhere for me. So, um, chat the release of ChatGPT publicized AI and it got people to actually take a look at the at the AI uh, industry basically as a whole. But it is not it is not the reason why you're seeing AI everywhere. It's just that AI has finally reached like this turning point where yeah. it's now becoming you know because basically AI has been heading to this direction for about 10 years or so there's a youtube video i saw about eight nine years ago that was humans need not apply is by <laughs> and it's you know it talked about this it in bill gates I've did been, a show on it i feel like i watched it when i was younger um you probably did i mean like ai has always been this futuristic scientific you know this futuristic it's gonna happen but you know somewhere down the line i don't think people understand how like quickly technology cars. moves yeah yeah <laughs> yeah because, like, we're at this point now, we're at this turning point within three to four years, there's going to be, uh, you know, AI, what we see now, we're going to look back at this time and be like, wow, AI used to be dumb. So. <laughs> really, you think? Oh, 100%. It's going to yeah. get, so it's going to pass us pretty fast in I intelligence. Mean, I would argue I've, I've met quite a few people, and I would say that in many cases, my desk has passed them in intelligence. Um, but as oh, a whole, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard with humans now that I realize it. Yeah. You're setting the bar kind of low. Yeah. <laughs> Have you met the, the, the average person? <laughs> the average uh, yeah. But no, the, the surprising thing is that there's now some that can play Rocket League, which people, you know, people oh, are like, yeah, oh, that could true, never happen. Actually. But yeah. like, of course it can. Of course it can. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I was curious. Uh, so you haven't run into one directly that you know nope. of. Have you Not seen its of. impact in the game? Uh, I see its impact on Twitter anytime I open it. That's for sure. <laughs> I ha I feel bad because each person is making like a solo complaint, but I follow everyone, so I've seen like five thousand complaints. Uh, so the impact, at least, it feels like right now, it's logging up ranked for the middle and top ranks like uh, it's hard like it's impossible for diamonds to beat this thing right it seems uh, like it yeah that's kind of so that's kind of where it's going with this is because like from my perspective my you know my own personal journey here i'm gonna gripe for just a second sorry everybody but <laughs> um i've been sitting like high c1 for seasons and i haven't gotten any better because i haven't put in the time and that's fine because i'm old i have taxes i have things i gotta do okay i can't just play a video game all the time <laughs> but, <laughs> imagine like, doing that but now now i i don't know if this makes me feel elitist or not but like i feel really bad i am just about to derank into diamond two as of the last two weeks i have like basically never won and it's been crazy because suddenly champ one and below is like people flip resetting and stuff and i'm not saying those are the bots what I think it is, is the high-level players don't have any reason to jump into their accounts because they might run into a bot, so they're playing on their alts. Yeah, is my theory right now. But, like, I feel like it's really ruined it for that section of the player base, and I was wondering up top if it's the same. 
it definitely seems the same i unfortunately because of like not having direct reference for you i can't confirm but almost every single pro that i've seen is complaining about and saying the game is being attacked so the re i've seen a lot of talk about the psionics making a statement can you say something and i think that sonics probably doesn't want to bring attention to the fact that it's around right now and they're not going to respond because they're working on a solution there's no way that they're not working on something <laughs> uh you could be inept but realize that like like even if you didn't have a brain i think you would realize that it needs to get fixed so i, I definitely think they're working on something i do think it's weird though how every single big content creator clickbaited well, not every single i don't want to lump everybody a lot of big content creators clickbaited ai and mechanics and bots and like all these things to make money off of it and it exposed it to everyone and i think that they kind of caused the problem i'm not gonna lie i i don't think if if you know whoever making a lot of videos on it made it, it wouldn't wouldn't be as big of a problem now as it is w would it still end up becoming one i don't know I just think that it's it's almost like a trend to make a bot in Rocket League. Like it's almost become a meme at this point. That's an interesting way to look at it. I've only like because I've seen like some Alethamir's videos and like I've done it myself. Like to go into a private match and play against Nexto, like try to see if you can beat Nexto, and then you know somebody finally made the jump and pushed it into ranked and yeah, it's it's well, the... go ahead. The thing for me was about it is why are we letting a bot play the game and get good? And I remember thinking about it when it was coming out. Like, isn't this a problem? What if the bot, like, at first it was terrible. But everybody knew when the bot puts in time, it'll probably get better. Because it just has to learn the bounces. That's the whole thing with Rocket League is you have to see every bounce a bunch of times so that you remember it, etc. So... At the time, I was like, yeah, the bot's probably going to learn them eventually, but it's going to take it a long time, like, as long as it took us, probably. And then now it's gotten to a point where, I don't know, did we doom ourselves? <laughs> Is this a precursor to humanity? Because uh, the bot learned everything we have, and it's just making it miserable. <laughs> Whereas if we never added bots in the first place, we could be fine right now. True. Because I don't think you could just program an SSL bot. Oh, I don't think so either. There's way too I much. I think it like, has to be an engine learned stuff. process over years. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean for for sure that's this is kind of the nature of the beast. But I, I just I'm giggling to myself the thought that like the documentarians a hundred years from now will be like humans didn't notice when they took over Rocket League and that was their mistake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or it could like it's a branch effect to this time period like at what point is an ai gonna do something bad because i think it's gonna happen at some point it's gonna do something bad and then you realize like you can't punish it so now what you just turn it off you apologize right now right i'm unplugging you yeah. can you even turn off ai doesn't it just exist in an off state too i don't know i don't know how any of this works so because <laughs> like if i turn off my computer it's still my computer it's just not on it has all the information it's there well and these these things i mean 
Nexo probably isn't a good example of this. It's just a very intelligent, most likely just a very intelligent programmer script. I haven't played with it myself. Um, but like the things that most people are associating right now, like Chad GPT, that is a whole interconnected system. It's, it's most likely multiple computers and cloud-based <laughs> and redundant because they don't want to lose their work. That's kind like talking to a person, the bot. I mean, have you have you tried out G mm -hmm. GPT? Well, wow, we're getting really I off the rails, it. but yes, yeah. I, lo <laughs> I loved it too because like I used it to insult my friends. I was like, "Hey, my friend <laughs> says he sucks at Rocket League. How can he get better?" And it gave me a good answer. I'm like, "That is more toxic than if you gave me a dumb answer." <laughs> <laughs> you actually spit out the facts at people. Yeah. It did. Yeah, it was all like, "Yeah, he can try this and this," and like came over like I was like, "Whoa." One, it knows what Rocket League is, and two, it knows how to get better. <laughs> yeah, right. the big thing for me was the, uh, it gave me um, coding. So I take, or I took Code Academy for a while when I was younger. And um, I, I, use, I used to be really good at HTML. And I was just curious. I didn't know what type of code I was doing. I think it was Java. But I had it just write code for me. Um, and it wrote it in 30 seconds. Like, it felt like what would have taken me an hour plus of code, it did in 30 seconds. Because I told it to. <laughs> and then the same thing happened with um, a book report. I told it to write an MLA format book report on something I did in high school. Because that's what I used to write. MLA format essays, etc. Uh, and it wrote it in like 30 seconds. Like a four-page paper compare and contrast essay. And it just blew my mind. That's wild. That things that I would take days on, weeks on in high school, this program does in 30 seconds. Well, and so that's actually a really funny thing because, like, I just, I just got my degree in software development. And there are just certain things about software development that I don't really have solidified in my head, like certain concepts, functional, dynamic programming, et cetera, et cetera. And that AI explain things to me in ways that I understand along with example code in ways that I understood that was commented and showed me exactly. It broke it down for me in ways that none of my teachers did, none of mm -hmm. the classwork it did, none of the programs I made did. And I was like, oh, well, this is fantastic. So yeah, me and ChatGPT, we go way back. We talk all the time now. <laughs> well, the, well, what's stopping someone from making a completely AI run content channel? But yeah, they have to sit there. But you can change your face, right? You can you can now AI your face to something different, like a randomly generated AI face um, with like a Snapchat filter and stream with it. Uh, you can make yourself Keanu Reeves or some celebrity now with a face changer. NVIDIA just released the thing where your eyes don't lose contact with the camera when you're talking. Even if you're looking away, it keeps your eyes there. I don't know if you guys have seen it. I have seen that people are making jokes. Yeah, it's just, you know, where does it, you know, what's, what is going to be real and what isn't going to be real was a problem that we had with the elections, the last recent ones. And I just don't see how that gets better universally with AI. It's going to be so much fun to watch the bonfire. I like a good bonfire. It is done. It is bad though, right? I don't know. It's scary. <laughs> it, it's it's both you know it's as it's as fatalistic as, a, as anything else can be in that like it can be a tool for the ultimate bad and it can be a tool for the ultimate good and we kind of have to wait and see um and don't, yeah don't you think 
I know we have to get back to Rocket League. But <laughs> don't you think that there are going to be evil AI and, you know, chaotic AI just like there are human personalities? I don't think so. Uh, just so because... you think they will all learn the same? No, I, I think that good and evil is a human concept. I don't think there's going to be a good or evil AI because that requires it to actually understand but, the idea of good or evil. It's kind of just information that spits itself out to you. But what if its solution to, like, a population crisis is to nuke China? Well, that would suck for China. <laughs> well, like, just an, uh, that's an extreme example, but that's, like, a yeah, point yeah, I of make. Course. Where an AI could be in a situation where it has to make a decision and it makes one that doesn't benefit the people who made it then you're entering like a an uncharted zone because i think really that's are. gonna happen i think we've been in an uncharted zone since uh we left rocket league behind <laughs> yeah that's true we should get back on topic <laughs> and we're well, way out of my element there me too i was kind of just speaking no well what's been really great is oh excuse those things um What's been really great is normally I feel way out of my element because Kyle's here is the actual expert in RLCS. I just play the game and sometimes <laughs> come up with a good question. So, like, I've been enjoying the heck out of his silence. I'm like, yeah, how's it feel? <laughs> <laughs> For real. But um, I guess just moving back along a little bit, uh, we are getting a little bit long for an episode and Kyle writing it down so we could keep going. Always as happens long as we when want. you invite Karma. This it's is fantastic, my, by the way. Hey, I'd rather have too much stuff than too little. Hey, yeah. that's yeah, what it's I'm gonna saying. be on next week. We'll continue the conversation, but um, Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but let's uh, let's take some moments and give give him some stuff that he can throw out there for you. Uh, so go ahead and you know let's take the time, plug anything you want to plug, future plans for RL, uh, what's up sure. and coming, and big for Karma. Uh well, the big thing for me this year is my goal is to really try and um hit rocket league with content i've never done that before as an esports person i've kind of only just been a pro player who streams sometimes um but you know i made a TikTok this week i made all the stuff i'm gonna upload every day um this year is my goal on all the little platforms i'm gonna be streaming a bunch more so if you're in the rocket league scene just try and keep an eye out for me i'm gonna try and be teaching everybody um, how to improve as I de-rust from my little break from the game. And hopefully you can learn as I teach or learn from my mistakes and laugh along the way. That's the goal. And if not, you know, I tried. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I gave it my best effort, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I always enjoy watching your content. I So I'm happy to uh, put the links to all of your socials in the episode description. And Ah, uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, of course, and I'll I'll put a tweet out from from our account about that. So, hopefully, people can can find all of your relevant social media information there. Yeah, I'll let I'll let everyone know about you guys as well. I enjoy your podcast. Believe it or not, I listen. Um, I was listening a lot when you guys had Stacks on. Um, because Stacks is a good homie of mine, so I tuned all the way in for that episode, and I've caught a few other ones. I really like what you guys do as well. Yeah, we're. It's it's exciting for me because, I mean, like I said, I coach, but I'm by no means a professional player anywhere close to it. And so, I mean, I felt that there was a there was room for 
you know, kind of the people who have another job to be able to stay in, involved in RLCS and to know what happens. Because, I mean, I went to my first LAN event for Worlds in, in Dallas. And I've been, I've mm-hmm. played in LANs and I've coached in LANs, but I've never been to one as a fan. So truly oh. an awesome experience. And it's... Are you going to um, San Diego? Yeah, we both are. Hey, uh, yeah. all right. I hope I can make it. I, I'm pretty sure I can make it. Not 100%, but... Uh, it depends on my health. It's been a it's been a pain recently, so traveling is a question mark. But I'm hoping. When is it again? March or April? I believe April. it is Easter weekend. April. Unfortunately, in April, but that ends up being, yeah. um, like April eighth, ninth, and tenth. Yeah, I'm hoping to be able to get something sorted with my doctors by then, so that I'm like, able to be there. I really want to go. San Diego is going to be such a fun location. Yeah. And my aunt lives there, so I've grew up there a little bit. Be nice to come visit, see everybody. I haven't been to an event since I handed out the medals to NRG at season eight. Is that when they won? I think it is. Yeah, I haven't been to an event since twenty twenty. So Jeez. Yeah, if well, I get there, I'm gonna be as hyped as you guys. We're gonna get tons of drinks. Let's go. I was gonna say, yeah, if, if you if yes. you if you make it out there, we owe you a drink. We just add it to the list because we got to get Stax oh, and kidding? and Lachlan up there yeah. too. So, Stax yeah. is a drinker. I didn't know that. I mean, I I told him I'd buy him a drink, and he said we'll see. So you know, if oh, he, if, right, he right. a, if he wants a if he wants a coke or something, maybe like we that, can, I can force it down him. One on one, I couldn't take Stax. With you guys, I think I, I could take him. It'd be tough, but I, I mean, if say... we got we, if we got a group of them, we could just get a mob. Hey, everybody, look at Stax. Oh yeah, <laughs> if he has his white cowboy hat on, he he definitely will be mobbed. I don't 100%. know if you guys saw that suit when he did the intro. It's clean. Yeah, but then if you if you've listened to some of the some of the other episodes, you know we got to ask the the last question: uh, When is a good time to go for boost over ball? <laughs> um, boost over ball is when you're is a good time when your opponent is dribbling towards your own corner. And you know it has no threat to go into your net at all. And your teammate is behind you for sure. If, if all of those align, it's better to just take your corner boost, let him just dribble into the wall for useless, and force him to go back with zero. That would be a better time to take boost over ball. Okay. That that's a that's the first uh first actual good answer we've heard. <laughs> okay. yeah. All right. We were talking about it today in my stream, so I was like half prepared. Fair. I kinda cheated. Hey, I mean, uh, Lachlan said, uh, if you're a boost merchant like AJ, then all the time, but. <laughs> uh, he's not wrong. Yeah, no. AJ. No, he's you not. You are a little boost demon. Yeah, and <laughs> Stack said, uh, all the time, how else are you going to celebrate with the other team? Yep, exactly. Yeah, Stack's, you know, Stack's always a little meme answer. That's oh, yeah. That's how he gets you. Oh, it definitely is. It's the Boston, it's, oh, I should say, it's the New England sarcasm. Oh yeah, he is in Maine, but that's pretty much Boston yeah, same, at this point. Same thing. What's he gets really included. up there anywhere? <laughs> Nothing but moose and stacks. <laughs> Fair, but thank you so much for taking the time to to talk to us. We I know I know we both had an awesome time. It's it's always great to be able to talk to people and to get your perspective on things has been a, a great time. Yeah, the feelings mutual. I had a blast. Anytime you guys need a guest or anything. Feel free to hit me up. Look forward to uh, listening to you guys in the future. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much. All right. Have a great night, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you too. You too. Bye. Bye.
Thank you for listening to the Boost Over Ball podcast.